Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to episode 52 of the Autocar Podcast, My Week in Cars, with me, Matt Bryant, and Steve Cropley. Hello, Stephen. Hello, mate. How's it going? All right. 52. 52. Do we celebrate this week, next week? I don't know. I'd put... It's like the 90... It's like, I don't want to be one of these people who gets to the end of 1999 things and goes, you shouldn't really celebrate till the end of the year 2000. Yeah. Well, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. The thing I'm, look, I'm looking out the window thinking, I, I wonder if the weather was this good last year. I don't remember it being this good last year. We're, I don't remember where we recorded episode one. Might have been in the studio at work, I suppose. Yeah, at work, which yeah. was a studio we've kind of haven't used well, for the last nine months. It's quite busy, mate, isn't it? I, <laughs> I, I was in the office yesterday and I looked into this because it got glass sides. I looked into the studio. People in there all the time. Well, they're all fair, fair bit more important doing, than us. Well, well. Yeah, doing that business media stuff that they do. So I just think, well, whatever, fine. We're, we're all right. We're self Storeroom, dining room, cars. Well, and Perfect. also, as you say, nice day. I would also rather drive over here in a Series 1 Lotus Elise, which has been lovely. Stopped off on the way. A place I might talk about, well, we will talk similarly about later. A place called Cotswold Barn. Oh, OK. Um, we're going to talk other places, but I might mention that too. Yeah, for, to, to have a... a, a planning meeting about the Christmas road test very good yeah um, I'd much yeah much rather do that than be in the box at work wouldn't you me too um, you can write to us autocar at haymarket.com is the email and Peter Taylor has um, has done that because I wrote about uh, in my column which we'll touch on in a bit about being away on my motorbike and I said I'll keep it forever my motorbike this is are you going to talk about the the trip because I want to hear about this. Yeah, well, yeah, let's do that in a bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, let's uh, yeah, let's do it in a yeah. Well, yeah, let's do it in a in a. Well, we'll do it in some point in the first half. Okay. Yeah, I I went to Ireland um, the other week on my uh, last week on my motorbike, my Honda Africa Twin. It's quite a big, heavy bike. It's it's two hundred and forty kilos. That's before you put anything on it. So I've got and yeah. So there's crash bars plus luggage bars plus all the luggage and everything else. So I, it's probably two. It's got to be 
getting on for 300 kilos probably by the time it's fully laden um anyway i said well as soon as as long as i can get my leg over i said in my column i will keep riding it peter says well that's all very well for now but what about 30 or 40 years down the line when the africa twin starts to become heavier and taller he says fit heated grips and keep riding <laughs> Peter is, and he won't mind me saying, because he's written this in letters to the Sunday Times, plus us as well. He's 94 what and still man. riding his What well. a fella. Yeah. What does he ride? Uh, I think he's got one of those Honda CX500 something or others, oh, which okay. is sort of a crossover-y type uh, yes, thing. Yeah. I think. Nice, nice bike. No, it's yeah, a nice bike. bike. I was looking yeah. at one of them the other day. Yeah, cool bike. Yeah, cool thing. Because oh. you've just bought a new... Shall we, do you mind me saying? No, not at all. I just bought this um, this sort of weird... It's a kind of crossover bike itself. It's a cross between a, a scooter, an SUV, and a motorbike called a Honda XADV, a 750 twin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got, the thing, I, the reason I like it is because it's got a six-speed twin-clutch gearbox, one of the few motorbikes to have that. Honda has a, has a range of them, but mm. I had one before, and although it's a bit of a kind of oddball motorbike and it's you know, not, not sort of manly enough for many people, it's actually really useful. And mm. I, I want to... I go riding with my son, who's got a Yamaha Tenere, and we and we we enjoy it. And I think that that will be a sort of good load carrier, an easy bike to ride. And yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Pick That's it up cool. tomorrow. Oh, super! Excellent. I look forward to hearing about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you, you you must have a go. Oh, I'd love it's, to. It, it's, I tell you what, it's quite a thing. This this gearbox, mm. and you get to tune it. There's about four different sets settings. Oh, uh, that's clever. That's cool. You don't have to subscribe to any of those, do you? Monthly <laughs> no, payment. No, 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 no. I think you get them all. You oh, get good. every oh, single gear you know, for, for what you pay. So on with the the pod proper um, over the next half hour or yeah, thereabouts. Steve and I are going to be talking about a bit about our respective autocar columns and other stuff besides. You saw an advert the other day in our sibling magazine, Classic and Sports Car, from Hyundai. Tell yeah, it was that. really interesting. I thought it. it um, we, t- we had innumerable conversations over the years about the importance of heritage in car com- for car companies. You know, it's great to be Ford because Henry Ford won his first motor race and stayed in business in 1900 something or other because of, you know, and you can always spout that stuff and Jag, you've got the D type. Hyundai don't have that kind of um, heritage reaching back so far, but what they did was to advertise full-page ad in Classic and Sports Car, talking about a concept that they got, I think, Ital designed to build in 1974, and the, according to the story, it disappeared. Hmm. Now, as they say in the advert, how the hell can a car disappear? But it did. Yeah. So what they're doing is getting the car rebuilt to the original design. And that, to me, is a is a very straightforward indicator of how important it is to have some sort of backstory hmm. and and they're taking pains to have one. And, and so the, the people who have a backstory and don't make enough use of it are, seem to me to be missing out. Yeah. The, they've had a concept recently, haven't they, which looks like an old, but is an EV, isn't it? They're high-end, they've had a Hyundai, Hyundai, whatever you... Yeah. Different markets call it entirely different yeah, things. Yeah, indeed. The Americans aren't being corrected in their pronunciation of it in adverts, even though they just call it Hyundai. Hyundai. Yeah. Hyundai, they Hyundai. say, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, one of those. Yeah, one of those. But apparently, that's not correct either. But they don't—they're not being corrected in radio adverts. But anyway, they've haven't they recently done a concept? Is it a, the pony? 
concept car or something That's like that. They've, re- yeah. they've, re- they've already redone once. Yeah. And, they're, and so now they're going to build this to the original spec. Seems so, yeah. It seems so. Cool, I, th- I mean, it seems to me absolutely ripe for a story. Mm. So we, but th- I think we probably should be following it up, shouldn't we? Yeah, but it was. Totally. It just seemed interesting to me that this ad had appeared in Classic and Sports Car and nowhere uh, else as far as I can uh, see. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it anywhere else. What I also like about that advert is it looks like an advert from 1970-something, yeah. which has got a, a cool black and white picture, uh, an interesting headline, and then interesting copy. Quite a lot of copy, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's um, There are various Twitter jockeys, if, if we call it Twitter still, that, um, who, who specialise in um, putting up um, interesting adverts from time past. And, mm. and in really quite often you read some fabulous copy don't you yeah yeah yeah. It, yeah. Uh, it's a shame that the art form's rather gone yeah i don't see it. my 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 brother and, and i both into this a bit you know that there is a dearth of really good advertising copy i think yeah. you know? and especially making people laugh in adverts i think that's underrated yeah personally. yeah really underrated. that's right and the the brits do it well don't they? yeah what about manufacturers who have some heritage i'm thinking jaguar here in particular who in the past decade or so have milked it a lot by recreations of D-types and XKSS and things like that. Yeah. But then the other day, the chief creative officer, Jerry yeah, McGovern, yeah. said they have no brand equity. Yeah, well, it, it, it seemed... I mean, I mean, he does shoot his mouth off a bit, doesn't mm. he? he he's, it's, it's his stock in trade, I think. Yeah. And it does make him notable. And he got in the news and perhaps that's what he wanted to do. Yeah, maybe. And, he, and they are signalling a change of gear, aren't they? The, mm. You know, the, the new Jaguars of 25 are certainly not going to look anything like an E-Type. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So I suppose you can sort of understand what he's up to, yeah. but but still in, still still looks like a large step, doesn't yeah. it? And you can, I think, tell me if you think otherwise, you can over-milk the heritage a bit, can't you? And there, yeah. there are things... I mean, for yeah, when... Jaguar makes its heritage cars and Bentley did some recreations of some of the blowers, didn't it, yeah, I think? Yeah. I can't imagine Ferrari or Porsche doing the same. No. They did that 935 limited run, didn't they, Porsche? But it yeah. was it was not a recreation. It was a kind of retro, but it was based on a new GT2 RS. Yeah. It was a new car, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. See, so I do wonder, There's a there's a line to be... It's a fine line to be drawn. Yeah, no, no, opinions vary, don't they? Yeah. They really do. Yeah. But it, it's, um, it's, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it adds to the, the um, the rich tapestry and all that, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. But the the thing, do you remember we were to- just discussing before this? We were talking about um, the way American uh, Ford radio ads have just suddenly started to be voiced by people with quite obvious and oh yes up, um, American accents because yeah. um, because Ford's decided that it's American again all mm-hmm. around the world mm. and I am um, again opinions probably vary about that but I feel quite good about that because I like American cars and I I always think of American cars as being simple in a nice way yeah simple in concept you know think back to the Pontiac GTO and uh, and um Optimistic. They just have yeah. this, this. You'll have a good time in this, mate. You know, yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's my daftness. But I'm, I'm quite happy with that. And maybe there is a maybe. Maybe we are having a time where a bit of optimism in 
our lives is not a bad it's not a bad idea. You no. know, the, in the 1950s, American cars were incredibly optimistic looking and feeling and space aged in you know in their way in design yeah. and you know it was bold, very, things they? were really bold and forward looking, weren't they? Yeah. There was a you know there was a, a sort of acceptance that maybe you've had a miserable couple of decades and things should look up a bit. Yeah, everybody had come out of the war and suddenly yeah. they were. They had a nice job and their lives weren't under threat and all yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And yeah, I think anything that that uh, that associates good times with car ownership is um, is appropriate at the mm. moment for sure. On Ford's heritage, uh, the Fiesta went out of production last month. Yeah, uh, start of July, and we got a, a note from uh, Car and Classic. I think the car. Um, online classic car sales saying that searches were up something like 70% or something over for fiestas for fiestas over that over that weekend in particular wow so i wrote to them and said do you know have you got any data on fiesta values over the past couple of years anyway they've sent some stuff through and it's not it's not totally clear because some of the volumes are so small in sort of xr2 the volumes are pretty low and RS turbo the volumes are pretty low but they both do they both values of both have recorded an up tick over the past since the fiesta in the year, in the seven or eight months up to when ford announced it was going to stop fiesta production and then in the seven or eight months leading up to now it is it is higher than it is but you've got to be a bit wary because some values are like st values are a bit lower yeah so and there are more st so but that could just be depreciation and it could just be inflation all round so it's hard to say whether it's and the, I suppose the background is that Ford's interesting Ford's have always been highly valued yeah, they? yeah yeah exactly you know much yeah. more than say in voxels of the same yeah. that, were, that were their rivals mm. you know all of those you know dog bone grill escorts and you know, yeah. you know I did once have a a tour around Vauxhall's heritage facility because they keep some cars in the back catalogue, yeah. just as Ford and most and a lot of UK. Yeah, they're all at the British Motor Museum now, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the oh yes, yeah, because they were in Luton, weren't they? Yeah, and when the Luton but place now the closed, BMM has got the has got the lot. Yeah, the lot. Yeah, when I was yeah, the give and it's a it's a different vibe when you walk around some car factory, a car museums, or some collections, and the the Vauxhall collection. As you get walked around, there was always this kind of. Yeah, so this car came out in something... Oh, the unfortunate thing about it was... <laughs> something else. Yeah, and the sad story about these cars, and it just doesn't have... Yeah. You know, we're in some manufacturers, you don't get that. But with Vauxhall... Yeah. It, well, Ford, by... You know, they just hit the target, didn't they? Yeah. You know, you you look... Your eye falls on a Capri these days, and you sort of think, ah, good yeah. times. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. Opportunity. So, but yes, there is... Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't help sell new cars, obviously. But the... Oh, does it? The... It, it, what I'm trying to say. Clearly, the, the Fiesta thing is improving Fiesta, yeah. I would say, Fiesta values. And when I bought my Honda Africa Twin um, motorbike, Honda had just announced the new Africa Twin, and that has, I think, pumped up values of the classic ones. Yeah, now, sure. obviously, if you're Jeremy McGovern, you don't give a monkey's whether 30-year-old Jaguars are worth more or less than new ones. But there is something about a bit of yeah. heritage in it, isn't there? Yeah, I think, I think the, the history proves that that you could do it, you yeah. know that there were, you, you know you're you're capable of of wonderful cars and Jag, you know that's certainly in Jaguar's backstory, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, before we take a break, let's chat quickly. Then my trip on the Africa Twin. Oh, mate, I want to hear Honestly, about this. I I, I went to uh, so to go from Holyhead, which is on 
Holy Island, just on the edge of North Wales, across to Dublin, takes about four hours um, on a ferry that costs 120 quid return, which is not bad. I think it's more. It's I mean, it's more than that in a car, but it's a it's a nice crossing. It's and then you get to Dublin and you can cross Ireland to uh, the Wild Atlantic Way, which runs all up the. It runs pretty much from the middle of the south coast all the way round and up the west coast and it stops halfway along the north coast it's 1500 miles i think 1500 miles uh, is it maybe it's 15, is that the official no, name wild be, atlantic way wild atlantic way it might be 1500 kilometers actually oh, i think God, i've got to do kilometers. this i've never been oh, anywhere near mate, it but it's i mean some of it is busy ish especially around places like galway and stuff like that but there are roads just inland or just off the wild atlantic way which are i think the equal of any that i've ridden or driven just sounds and right for the irish doesn't it to, yeah, to, yeah you know yeah. they're they're such oh, i don't know lyrical folks exactly know. yeah and the and the uh, there's there's towns there's decent sized towns and villages on the way they've all got a dozen pubs in them you uh-huh. know, most of them are doing music they've all got food everywhere it's it's very easy to travel round, and it and it's terrific it's not too busy uh it's quite a lot of, sort of dutch and german caravans and motorhomes here and there but it's not busy like i think the north coast 500 right. is and the scenery is spectacular roads are brilliant it's just i mean it were it, it was i went there for a feature about three months ago and i got back this is the hyundai bit, wasn't it uh, oh, the, uh, Kia. Uh, Picanto. Yeah. Yeah. yeah came back booked the booked the <laughs> crossing straight away and you can still you know it's peak season middle of middle of october and i didn't book hotels and campsites until a couple of days before fine you know, did I see? Town. I think I saw a, a picture of you, you. You camped at times. I camped uh, one night, yeah, and then I and I set myself up for a sort of lazy afternoon, making a cup of tea and a, and a thing on the camp stove. Another afternoon. I mean, if you camp one night or six nights, you've still got to take the camping all stuff the with clobber, you. So yeah. that's so. There's a lot of clobber. But did it fit all right? All the, all the stuff. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, fine. I mean, it's easier if you don't because you've only got to take clothes rather than a tent plus blah 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 but yeah, yeah no it, it was I haven't camped off of it before but I'm not worried to again you would do it again yeah yeah totally yeah totally it looked yeah. I just saw that picture and thought that there was it was just sort of idealistic photograph oh it was yeah well I was well framed mate you didn't see the you didn't see the, uh, the the shed the other side of it that was housing the campsites fridges but that but still it looked yeah it was a picture it, is, it was very peaceful it's really yeah. nice yeah I recommend it to I'm yeah, going to give it a go. I, uh, Are you going away with your lad? Uh, well, I think I don't know if we'll go that far afield. Although he's yeah. he's got it in mind to go to the Alps. He's found this oh, wow. this amazing road up the Alps to the top of the Alps. We, we, uh, it's not. I like, could uh, imagine doing it, but I don't think we'd yeah. get round to it this year. No. Well, it might it might close by like September October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do. I I've had some good times with him mm. in recent years because we. We've got the bikes right now, and we seem to enjoy one another's company amazingly. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> good. Going. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One more thing. I was. Uh, I was. I mentioned this the other day. I think I was on a. I was on a plane, and I saw somebody's Instagram story who turned out to be on the same plane as me. Did I say this? Yeah. I told you this yeah, yeah. So I was on the ferry, and I put up a little clip of. Uh, put up a little clip of the of the boat leaving harbour and stuff yeah. like that, and I and. Um, I just, just coming into Dublin, got a bit of a, I got a, a note back off somebody going, uh, yeah, ship was on on time and everything, wasn't it? And I, and I checked this, <laughs> and I checked this bloke's feed, and I, and I was like, 
Why is it? And, he, and, I, and I know him because he's got some classic cars. He drove the boat across. I'll be damned. <laughs> I do not have. I do not have a lot of Instagram followers, right? In the great scheme of things. But how how coincidence? What a coincidence that is. He's, um, and he said, just let, you know, let me know if you're on the same ship and we come back and I'll say hello. But unfortunately, I was on a different. Different oh, what a shame! You back. might have got but, got a view but, from the top. Yeah, but next time I'll say hello. What, how cool is that? How cool is that? Oh, that's thing. nice of him. Yeah. yeah. Um, one more thing before we take a a break. Uh, tell me about Harris Mann. Well, I do, uh, Harris Mann died a while ago in I think early eighties or mid eighties. He's the guy that was a, a, a design started at Ford, but became a designer of many BL cars, including a lot of the cars people chose to criticize TR7 Allegro um, Princess I'm not sure if he's involved in anything after the Princess Mm -hmm. but I just feel I I met him in late life he was a really lovely bloke and although he'd spent you know years being criticized and sort of laughed about because these cars were not successful I feel like huge nostalgia for all of them, and I look at the three of those that, that three of those named, and I see great merit in them all. You know, the mm. Allegro was not an ugly car at all. It's a, it's it's actually quite modern in its in its proportions if you look at it now. Mm. The TR7, in detail, I suppose, is was a period car, but, but you look at the, at the at the actual, as I say again, the proportions, and it's it's so modern. I had one, I, mm. and I loved the bloody thing. I must yeah. say. And uh, in the, I remember getting excited by the Princess because of the, you know, the space and the and the hydrogas suspension and all the rest of it. And it seemed to me that if any designer was ever ill-served by the manufacturing process, yeah. it was him yeah. because he because he produced work that deserved to be recognised as great, and he never got. I mean, I mean he he was um, understood and and spoken of nicely by people who knew what they were talking about but not the market do you think his designs made it into production in the way that he intended pretty much i think um i mean there was so much management sort of over over management yeah. and, and and sort of ill-informed people changed things they shouldn't have changed mm. there was a fair bit of that going on but but I think the essence of the cars was was what he designed. Yeah. Some of the some of the original proposals were really beautiful. There was a yeah. superb uh, illustration I was looking at just the other day of the original Allegro, and you can see the the echoes of the car that came out. But the original was fabulous, mm. really good. Yeah, and the Princess would have been a real purity of line, wouldn't it? Just yeah. to sort of sweep yeah, yeah. all the way through. Yeah, and, and all that, all that, you know, the lovely trapezoid headlights mm. and all. I liked all that. I remember getting when I arrived in this country for the first time. I got off the the boat in Dover, and there's this huge hoarding, mm. and there were, uh, and it was Princess was being launched, and there was a picture of the Princess, and these people looking through the driver's window, you know, at that Ashwood like people do, and it said the the ridiculous um, uh, line underneath these, this photograph was people bow when they see a princess. <laughs> Oh, I like it. That's and good. I thought, I like oh that. my God, where have I landed? Is it was the TR7 meant to look slightly mid-engined? Is that the is that the purpose to it, or was it just have it? Is it just meant to have a low, long? Well, I think it's it's just that it, it was an ex, it was the wedge. Every yeah. you know the wedge was was really brave and and bold, and I think that keeping that that low bonnet line and so mm. on was and the big sort of rather spade-like shovel-like almost um, frontal. 
treatment without a great big dominating grill was was the thing but i mean when you look at it how the progression it made from the tr6 yeah oh yeah amazing yeah and and one day people will be nice about it yeah they sort of are now but they're getting there aren't they yeah does our contributor richard bremner still he now does he still have one i'd have to ask him because things come and go in his life well they they come and go pretty quickly don't they (laughs) they do yeah right steve and i are going to take a short break and we'll be back with more my week in cars in just a moment what car would you buy if you could buy any car what car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands what car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers what car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks and where would you go to buy that car what car car buying made easy visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car hello welcome back to my week in cars um steve we have a letter uh, autocar at haymarket.com is the place to write to us um as george from somerset has done um do you remember we talked about regenerative braking the other day yeah. and whether it was better to have a sharp lift off when you come off the throttle or a more leisurely graceful slowdown which was better for efficiency yeah and we weren't really sure no well, um, you were surer than I was. Well, Matt Saunders was sure for you, wasn't he? Our road test editor. Didn't yeah. he give you an idea? And I said, I think, yes, I think an engineer's Yeah, I think he, he said, why impede? You, you've, got this, you've got this forward motion, why impede it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and that was sort of what you said, isn't it? Yeah, I, that, I think that's what an engineer told me. Yeah, yeah. That it's better to have little or no rege- regenerative braking when you lift off. Because even when you actually touch the brakes, yeah. you will still get some region yeah well you, yes you will mostly region, get yeah. regeneratives yeah so you will charge the battery is yeah. what we mean rather than using the mechanical discs anyway george from somerset says rather than answer your question i'm going to extend the frustration for a while <laughs> i've wondered about regenerative braking and stop start am i better doing my usual tactic of coasting modulating and trying not to physically stop for traffic lights and the like reducing the energy required to get going again or do I keep the current pace, harvest energy through regenerative, break, regenerative braking, and then not waste energy at the lights, thanks to stop-start, if you're in an internally combusted car? Yeah. But then I have to get moving from stationary. Well, I would say that he's, his, his usual tactic is, is the one. because that, so. yeah. Because if you look at you know cars that used to have vacuum gauges and things like that, and even... Uh, you can you, well. You look at the, the the gizmo that that tells you how much grunt you're using on in an electric car. Mm. It's always a huge amount to me. The the zero to ten miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. he can yeah. if he can preserve that, I think again Matt Saunders is right. You know, preserve the forward preserve motion. The, yes. So I, I think I think he's doing the right thing. Yeah, I think George, so too. You've done George, it. George from Somerset, you've done it right. I th- and I think um, when a car when an internally combusted car is on lift off and it's coasting down and you're in gear and it's just using engine braking it's probably not putting any fuel in at all anyway is it i don't think these days no they i, they, th- I think they just they, they just they, yeah over. they became yeah. a sh- a cutoff didn't they yeah. though a few 20 years ago they discovered cutoffs yeah um yes anyway uh as fun as seeking range out of a crossover is says uh, george it'll uh, not quite come close to my supercharged vx220 <laughs> quite right too uh, the perfect car for somewhere like 
the Cotswold Motor Hub. Tell me about that, Steve. Well, the Cotswold Motor Hub is a is a I guess a dealer classic car dealership nearby. Mm. It's um, it's on an, in a place extremely nice town called village called Bybury, mm. sort of out of out of it. It's um, on an old airfield, our airfield, wartime airfield, long since ploughed up and overgrown and like. But they use some of the hangars to stock interesting cars. If you want to buy an XK120, or an, I went, went looking at an Amel car one time, and there were just everything you like from. There was a Fraser Nash last night. Anyway, they have a once a month in the summer. They have a an evening gathering. Get there at seven, leave at nine thirty. Talk a lot of nonsense with a lot of people that you you know you probably like and. Mm. Um, and you know go home happy and that's what i did Mm. i went there with a mate who he's a guy that i've known through our business um, and we went over the first time in his citroen arcadian which is a which is a delivery van diane as you're probably aware and last night we did my alpine and the two cars could hardly be more different but they both fitted in perfectly because it was one of those places where Oh, well, there was a magnificent um, 50s Chevy truck there. And, there, you know, sorry, Ute, what I know as a pickup. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And, the, and there was um, uh, another one of my friend's pals came in, a Sunbeam Tiger. Okay. There were, V8s were in prominent, were prominent uh, mm. tenants. Uh, lots of Porsches and so on. That's but but I, I liked it for the, for the variety. Mm. Everything from a Citroën delivery post office, Belgian post office delivery van to... You know, pretty expensive kit, hmm. Ferraris and so on. I like a destination. I know people say you just go for a drive. Look, just go for a drive. But it's something. There is something about oh, going to somewhere that actually, that does make a difference. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. On the way over. Uh, yes, on the way over. I stopped at the Cotswold Barn. I think it's called, which yeah. is not far for. A, yes, to chat Christmas rotors. But while I was there, I got there, and there were a whole bunch of scooters already there on a big tour. So Lambrettas type. Yeah, scooters, that kind yeah. of thing. But a lot of them are modern. You know, probably. You know, only recently done but they're very nicely designed aren't they these yeah. days so they were yeah they were on a, a route somewhere another couple of bikes turned up an mgb arrived and then a fairly new rolls phantom yeah. rocked up for oh. a couple coming out for lunch in it and uh-huh. just nice this sort of stuff isn't it it I, is I, it I, is I, I like that and there's a don't you think this time of the year there's you know people are a little bit aware that the the long days and the good weather mm. is running out mm. good weather inverted commas yeah. but but we we have some, don't we? And we do. and, and uh, I just feel a, a bit of an imperative to to make the most of it in the, you know September and mid October. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm going to go at some point in the next I don't know couple of days or so. I hope as a place uh, not that far from me. It's kind of it's closer to me than it is to you. I think it's called Crazy Horse, which but it's an Indian motorcycle dealer. I'm wow. not going to buy one, but I'm going. To, I want to go and have a nose around. Where, where exactly? Oh, I think it's. Uh, I mean, not exactly, but ch- I think it's. Ch- ch- oh, I'd say sort of near Chipping Norton-ish. Oh, so not way. too far. So yeah, pretty much mid. Yeah, almost mid. Us. Yeah, almost mid. I think because yeah. I'm near yeah. Sirencester and you're yeah, near Vista, so Vista, it's, yeah, yeah. And it's a nice route between the two of us. There's loads of places to go between the two of us, which yeah. are car central. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, um, and some farm shops and whatnot are starting to get EV chargers. Yeah, the missus and I spend a lot of time going to farm shops. We just happen to like them because I don't know. There's a there's a style about them that that you know she has her career is 
got some connections with agriculture anyway and and it's just nice to see people succeeding with diversified businesses and um anyway these farm shops are starting to to sprout banks of ev chargers you know six or eight of them and and we see this as rather a good development because it means these places that we like will uh, you know it'll help them prosper because people will arrive that obviously the charges will be on ZapMap. people will turn up for a charge they'll stay half an hour for a instead of buying as i was saying earlier you know half a pound of rhubarb they'll stay mm. and have a coffee and a snack yeah. and it and yeah. the whole i just like the the, the notion of these places prospering because mm. i enjoy them that's interesting that isn't it because there was that uh, i don't know if it still is a thing that remember their book slash website called five minutes away dot co that you yeah. it was and, yeah. it, and it had more interesting places to go than motorway service stations so you know don't don't go to well a place where i used to live called london county it used to say something well don't go to south mim services go to london county go to one of the you know pubs and restaurants yeah. and stuff in there and i suppose if you are going to stop for longer than the four minutes it takes to fill up a fuel tank if you're going to stop for 20 to top up a, an ev yeah actually there is a, something in this for places that are slightly off route that are a bit more interesting and a bit more pleasant and a bit greener yeah, than and the park and motorway service than, yeah. station yeah no, it's it's just that, but you have to you have to examine your own mindset, don't you? And, yeah. and just just tell yourself that you're doing this for a for, for a pleasant experience, not just mm. a, a kind of a sort of trench warfare thing. Yeah. And finally, <laughs> tell me about. Uh, oh, it's, it's a bit niche in it, this, but I love it. Del, Derek, Derek Redfern. Well, yeah, we you, both work with him. We people. both work with him. <laughs> yeah. But the, the important thing. Uh, listener is a Bedford Rascal. When was the last time you heard about or saw a Bedford Rascal? I think the Bedford Rascal is all was was always a rarity because yeah. it's really a Suzuki Carry, one of those little half ton you know vans that's about as long as a I don't know a, well three and a half meters long, very yeah, short. they're small thing, aren't they? And anyway, a tiny he, wheelbase because you sat over the front over the front. Oh, yeah, yeah. Much. Your 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 um your legs were. You, in fact, your bum was on the front one that above the front wheels one yes day. yeah anyway li- yeah little forward control van del boy our, our <laughs> former commercial director had one of these he's he, he drove it all over britain his boy his son now in his 40s was a mm. was a a really good young kart racer yeah you know went went on to better things in fact and um you know, Dale, Derek keeps the keeps the van, and it, but inevitably, in thirty years, it sort of slightly melted away. But he he has um, it's still in prime order. But he's managed to find somebody that can recreate even the decals on this car. So suddenly, the thing has sprouted a you know a, a sort of appearance it had thirty years ago, and it just looks fantastic. And he's really pleased with it. And I'm amused that you can you can find people who can recreate even advertising decals, you know, that's really cool. and Yeah, that's really cool, isn't it? And because uh, painting them is one thing, but to to get the final details out of the get the decals they're, correct. Is honestly, cool. they're 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 indistinguishable from new. I'd say yeah. that I I'm most impressed. Anyway, he's over the moon, so I thought I'd. Uh, you know, so say it's pi- possible and there's a picture in your column of yeah. it and there so we'll put that on some of the socials but you can yes you can find Steve's Steve on uh, on the Twitter or whatever it is now but we'll put it on actually we'll, we'll attach it to the story on the Autocar website about this podcast too uh, and 
That is at autocar.co.uk. If you search Autocar Archive online, uh, you get that the top result takes you through to the Autocar website, which has offers on subscriptions to Autocar magazine and including the full digital archive, which goes back to 1895. Uh, You can find us in print, as we have been weekly since then. You can find the magazine online. You don't have to buy the archive. You can just get the weekly magazine. Steve and I are going to be back with episode 53. So that's the anniversary-ish edition, I suppose, Yeah, technically. Is it next week? I suppose so. I suppose yeah. so. Feels good, doesn't it? I yeah, mean, it does. I'm, I, um, I can't believe it's been a year, Matthew. We, it doesn't seem that, like it. That means, do you, do you realise that means we have spent 25 hours talking nonsense to one another? Well, I think it's probably more than that, mate, because I go over every week. <laughs> I never cut off when we're supposed to. <laughs> and, yeah, what I like about it, in, is, and if, forgive us, listener, for this, I spent 18 years working with you but not spent this long talking to you because we do, we're off on diff- covering different stories. Yeah, different points of the compass. That's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, and I've really enjoyed that. It's been yeah, really what good. a laugh. It's been great for me it too. It's been me. really good. Um, yeah, where, what else? Oh, the Autocar Electric podcast series is back. Yes, it's already back. It's already, then there's a, so the, one of them is out, which is Is that you and Diz? No, well, it, some of them will be, but this, the, the first one is you, me, uh, Matt Saunders and Felix Page talking uh-huh. about that electric driver's car test we did oh, right, the other right. week. So that's the first in that series, and the rest are going to be me and Diz. Great. Or just, depend, I mean, I'm, Or James Disdale. Or as James Disdale, sorry, yes, as we <laughs> contribute to senior, I don't know what he is. Some Good bloke. Some, something. He's a great bloke. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk to um, people in the EV uh, creation sphere, the selling sphere, and the maintenance sphere as well over the next few issues. Interesting, yeah. I think. Really interesting stuff to talk about. Ah, oh, there's so, so much still to know about it. Oh, all. isn't there? Yeah. I don't know enough. Well, like you were saying about this hill climb you're going to be doing in a BMW i450, yeah. and you mentioned some of the yeah. the passport that the car has got to have with the technical details you've got to, you've got to say about it. Yeah. I wouldn't know where to look for some of those stuff. No. It's just, no, no, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Still loads to, still loads to know. Anyway, the short of it is Steve and I will be back this time next week for episode 53. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Steve. Cheerio, mate. See you next time. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.